Anna here. Did you know I have another podcast? And did you know it's all about failure? Well, at this point, you'd have to answer yes to both of those questions because I just told you. But my other show isn't just about failure. It's about failing your way to success. Yes, success. Because the most successful people are often just the people who've gotten up the most times after their failures. Don't believe me? Go download Fail Your Way to Success wherever you get your podcasts or go to failyourway.com for more info. Now back to the show. Your book's journey isn't over after it's been launched. Nope, it's got a whole lifetime ahead of itself. And so while I'm leading you through writing and launching a best-selling book, I'm also showing you how to make that book work for you for the rest of your career and your life. Welcome to Launch Your Book with Anna David. Hi there, you're listening to Launch Your Book with Anna David. I'm your host, Anna David. Yeah, it's me. And I interview best-selling authors and entrepreneurs about their book launches and how they've helped their career. And then I do uh, solo episodes. Today is an interesting solo episode because I am I have just survived the relaunch of Party Girl and I wanted to talk to you about what worked and what didn't work. Because frankly, a lot of my books that I release now, I'm doing them to learn uh, the latest and greatest so that we can use it for our clients. And so I kind of throw everything at it to see what will work. So let's talk about what didn't work. The advanced reader team, which we now call the launch squad. This went really awry for a number of reasons. The the number one reason was that we had staff turnover. So I had one person handling it. Uh, so she set it up. Then uh, she left. Then we gave it to another person who had never done it before. And she mishandled some things. So then I gave it to another person. And in that transition, names were left off. Now, I thought I had a surefire way of doing this this time. I created an app. We created an application. We said, please apply. Uh, Why should we pick you? And um, we said, if we pick you, you are getting an acknowledgement in the book. You are getting your name in a book. And people clamored to apply. We sent them, you're in. I put them in the acknowledgements and I can't tell you how many of them flaked. Now, some of this had to do, first of all, in that transition, names were left off. So we had, you know, a handful of names, more than a handful, that never got any of the emails. The second person who was handling it didn't understand that some of these emails were going to spam, didn't know how to send group big emails without them going to spam. So people were not getting the emails, but it really blows my, it. Okay. And then there was the, the major problem, and this is relevant for anyone who's relaunching a book. Originally, Party Girl was released by HarperCollins in 2007. Re-releasing a book is complicated. The easiest way, and this is on Amazon in particular, is to take down the previous version. But not take it down, because Amazon never lets you really take it down, but to have access to the account that it was put up through. Now, we had 
no access to the HarperCollins account. Um, God knows where I could even track that down. So we had arranged with Amazon that this was going to go up in addition to the HarperCollins versions that were already there, but it was going to start prioritizing the versions that people were buying, i.e. the new version. It got completely messed up. Somehow Amazon could not stop connecting the new Kindle version with the new cover to the old paperback and the old hardcover, which is crazy town because those are out of print. It took so many calls. And finally, uh, for now, it seems that that they are they are hooked up correctly. But here, here was another crazy making part. When I would look, I would see the Kindle version connected to the old paperback and the old hardcover. When my team member would look from her computer, they were all connected. So it it, it just the, the new ones were all connected. It just was absolutely crazy making. Amazon is getting stricter and stricter about approving reviews. So there were a lot of reviews that people said they posted that never appeared and they never got an email that said, we're not posting your review. So uh, what I know is that if a review does not get approved, if you submit it under a one star rating lower and a shorter review, it often will get approved. It just makes no sense. So they were arbitrarily not approving reviews by people. Reviews were not showing up because of the merging of the versions. It just got so, so, so crazy. I took to emailing every single person on the advanced reader team and saying, hey, um, are you going to review the book? Most of them didn't respond. Another thing that's really, really important is people's Amazon accounts are not always under their name. Mine is. If I review your book, you're going to know because it's going to say Anna David. A lot of people have just Amazon customer. They've you know stayed anonymous or they have some other uh, you know pen name or nickname or whatever it is. So if you are using an advanced reader team, and if you don't know what I'm talking about, I have several episodes that mention it, including uh, an episode on getting reviews, which I'll link to in the show notes. But ask your people to send a screenshot of the um, review so that you can see their name. Because we were trying to figure out who reviewed and who didn't, and it was getting very, very confusing. So um, don't (laughs) merge two books, uh, two versions of your book, if one of them was published by HarperCollins. And it'll just cause you chaos. But if you call Amazon eventually, and by Amazon, I mean KDP, you don't call Amazon where you order your vacuum cleaner from, you call the back end where you upload books, and they actually are very, very helpful. So that was something that I'm I'm not sure what I learned except telling people I'm going to put you in uh, as an acknowledgement in the book, um, making that thinking that that will make them follow through is just simply not true. And make sure you get those screen grabs of the reviews. And, um, and know that Amazon is rejecting a lot more reviews now. So I don't know. That mostly did not work, I would say. In terms of what else I did, I actually hired a publicist. That's not something I normally do, but there's a publicist I refer clients to. And I was talking to him and I figured, um, yeah, I'll hire him. Now I will explain that he is not one of those super expensive publicists. You really do get what you pay for. This guy's super cool. I knew he'd get me something, um, but he was not gonna get me on the Today Show. And so 
really, I only got one thing that was super valuable, which was a, a story in page six. And it was pretty great. With something like that, you don't know how it's going to turn out because um, they can make you look bad. I got so lucky. This lovely guy named Ian Moore was the loveliest story. I'll link to it in the show notes, but he just did me a solid. It's like a super long story, which you don't usually see in page six. And if I got nothing out of else out of it, that's pretty valuable. I will say the total I paid this publicist was was $5,000, which is a significant amount of money. But I the other things that he got me were not super valuable to me. You know, it was like a radio show interview and a podcast interview and I got myself through just asking friends more quote valuable you know, hookups or whatever. So I I do think uh it's very easy to get frustrated with a publicist and, and go, hey, I paid him all this money, he didn't do anything. Um, I, I, It's good enough for me. It's fine. You, you kind of get what you pay for. Um, another thing that I tried that I had never done before was changing the description. I uh, reached out to somebody who's known as the description master. His name's Brian Meeks. I totally, he's going to be on the podcast. He's so awesome. Reached out to him. I had him rewrite the description for the book in in a way that he has statistically proven is more successful because he's run all the numbers and he can compare side by side an old uh, description with a new one. It didn't emphasize keywords the way that um, I always try to do. And frankly, because we weren't running ads to this, I can't tell how effective it is because basically it's somebody has to read your description for you to know that it's more effective than another description. And I wasn't running any traffic to the book, so I don't know who was really seeing it. So, but if you want to work with Brian, he does awesome descriptions and I'm going to be working with him um, from now on. So what else worked? Uh, We did a uh, book sales sheet, which I had never done before. And I had someone on my team pitch local bookstores. This pretty great letter that's like, hey, Anna's a local author. She would love to support it. And these are all these great things. And the book's being made into a movie. And we got zero responses. And so the sad reality, the hard reality is you have to go marching into the bookstore. I do have an episode about this. It works. I also find it incredibly humbling to have to go into a bookstore and say, please sell my book. Um, but I, I'm telling myself I'm going to do it for this book, but it's not, that's not my idea of a good time. Um, but on that note, I was able to get a store called Kitson to sell the book, which I have to say Kitson is this fun celebrity store that has been a really big deal since the 90s in LA. It was always a dream. It's like having your book at Urban Outfitters. And I have a friend who works with Kitson. And so basically, I just asked her. She got it in yesterday. In fact, she sent me a picture of it there and said, please come in and sign copies and we'll put a picture of you signing on the um on the Kitson Instagram. So I would say that was a very successful thing. I also, uh, Book Soup, who, that is my local store that I've done a lot with, I 
reached out to them. But rather than saying, hey, will you do another reading? Will you allow me to do another reading? I asked Jeff Garland, who is, you know, from Curb Your Enthusiasm and my friend and producing the Party Girl movie, if he would do it with me. And I knew that would make it much more attractive to Book Soup because really what they want is to sell books. And if Jeff Garland comes, then there's going to be a lot more people there and thus we will sell more books. Unfortunately, Book Soup um, is not doing events in person. But is that unfortunate? Because it's online. You can come, even if you're in Missouri. Jeff Garland's one of the coolest, funniest people ever. So that I will put in the show notes. Ah, I hope this, I'm playing this before the event, uh, but we'll see about that. Yeah, it's a good argument to release this. So yes, look at the show notes and find out so you can show up at this event because Jeff Garland's awesome. Now, here's something I did that I thought was pretty effective, which is rather than trying to set up readings, like we already discussed how these bookstores were didn't even respond to emails saying, hey, can, can you carry the book? I really went with who did I know and where were the doors open and not closed? My friend Ryan Hampton does a big event um, in Vegas every year for addiction and recovery. He and I, I can't even remember if I pitched him or he pitched me, but basically we knew we were going to do something. And he had me come to the event in Vegas and MC this big awards dinner and then do a reading right after, uh, uh, signing right afterwards. And that was amazing. Not only did I get, you know, my first time emceeing a dinner, which was a really fun experience. But then people knew who I was, so they were interested in having a book signed right afterwards. Similarly, Lori Winfield, who is in Reno, puts on an event for her nonprofit, Dry Society, and she had me come out and do a signing. It was kind of the exact same idea. And actually, this is sort of interesting. She had me set up to do a signing before the award dinner and kind of no one cared because they were just like, who's this random chick with the books? During the dinner, she gave me lots of shout outs. Justin Guarini, the best, who was on American Idol. He was the keynote speaker. He gave me lots of shout outs. So then I seemed worth talking to afterwards. And so then there was a big line of people who wanted to get the book signed. So that was really great. Um, I, I have a bunch of events planned. Basically, instead of trying to control this launch and the parties and throwing, I looked at who was reaching out to me and how could I help support what they were doing and in the process also help uh, spread awareness about Party Girl. Um, and what was really cool too is at, in particular, Ryan's event, I met some amazing people who I could help, um, one of whom I, I just ha I just interviewed for the podcast. And so I guess my message was, I'm, I finally learned how to not make it about me. I'll tell you, I'm still very frustrated that there aren't as many reviews up on Amazon as I'd like. I'm super frustrated that friends didn't review it, that people who said they would review it didn't review it. Um, and yet I'm trying to look at, oh, here's, yeah, that reminds me of another horrifying thing. I sent out, you know, I got a lot of friends, right? I sent out emails to hundreds of people, friends, saying it would mean so much if you could buy my book and for 99 cents and review it. And really good friends did not respond. And when I went and looked at the page recently on Amazon, 
some people I've met twice reviewed it. And they didn't write me back and say, I reviewed it. They just got the email, said, oh, okay, she asked for this, I'll do it. And did the review, God, and, and I was talking to, to my boyfriend about it last night. How can I focus on being grateful for those people? The people who did it, hyper successful people who I've met twice, who I would think, God, they don't have time to do that. And then I know people who I hang out with all the time, who I know have time, who did not do it. So rather than looking at the what's lacking, look at how grateful I am that these successful people who I don't even know particularly well did this for me. And, and remember that it says more about the person not doing the review than it does about what they think of you. If this is inspiring anybody listening to review the book, God, you, you have no idea what it means to a writer. When you launch your book, I, you will see, and I'm telling you, that karma comes back. What I now do, I review all the books of the people I know and don't know because I know how much it means. If it's Glennon Doyle, she's got 10,000 reviews, no, I don't need to do that. But if it's somebody who could really use the support, it, uh, it God, it means the world. So that's what I've got for you um, about Party Girl Launch, what worked and what didn't. Go check out the show notes at, oh, Jesus, we have a new domain, LegacyLaunchpadPub.com slash blog slash PG. Yes, we are officially Legacy Launchpad. Yes, the domain is longer. So what? You can do it. LegacyLaunchpadPub.com slash blog slash PG. I will talk to you next week. Thanks for joining me this week on Launch Your Book with Anna David. For more info about the show, go to launchyourbookpod.com where you can get show notes and so much more. If you got anything out of this episode, I can't tell you how much I would appreciate a review. And don't forget my company, Launchpad Publishing, is here to help you at any stage in your writing and publishing journey. Just go to launchpadpub.com for more and be sure to tune in next week for next week's episode.